and um, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. you're good. Uh, oh, good. I was able to uh, hoist up the trophy with my grandpa because um, we won at such a special course. All right, today we got a very special podcast. We're here at the PGA show in Orlando, Florida. And while we've been here, we kind of ran into somebody that we felt had a really cool story that we really wanted to share uh, with you guys, um, and that is Tyler Cashman. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing all right. So, obviously, um, why don't you give us a chance to kind of explain and introduce yourself just a little bit to who you are and kind of what your experience is, and we, yeah, we'd love to hear a little bit are, about your story. who you are, where you're from, and uh, why you're here. Awesome. So my name is Tyler Cashman. I'm a 21-year-old uh, junior at the University of Richmond. Um, the reason that I'm here is I'm part of the United States Blind Golf Association. I'm part of the B2 category. Uh, I'm the uh, B2 champion of the Canadian Open, the U.S. National, and the South African Open. And at the World Championship, I placed second in South Africa. That's, I mean, that's incredible. That, that list of accomplishments there is amazing, no matter what your life experience is. I mean, that's a really, really cool thing. So, I mean, before we get into all those accomplishments, I'd love to take it back a little bit. For you as, you know, growing up and stuff, what was your experience within golf? What got you into the golf space? So getting into golf, um, actually, up until the eighth, eighth grade, I played baseball. Um, and then in, at the end of my eighth grade season, the doctors told me that it was no longer safe for me to play baseball because my vision uh, is constantly deteriorating. Gotcha. So they said it was no longer safe for like me to swing the bat or, or be in the field because I could get hurt. Uh, oh, you're good. You're good. Let just me just raise that, that up. up a little bit. So then going into my freshman year in high school, I, uh, I wanted to play a sport. So uh, my grandpa had always played golf and he always wanted me to play and in golf the ball doesn't move and there's no contact so the doctors could not stop me from playing it so my <laughs> summer year going into high school i picked up a golf club for the first time and and that's how it all started and from there uh, so I, you you picked up a golf club in high school is that what you're saying yep and so you i mean got into the game a little bit later than a lot of people right i mean for me myself and and dane and tanner we started playing about seven eight years ish, old sure. ish yeah. and yet you could probably smoke us on the course that's insane to me i'm sure and like honestly a lot of people that we've interacted with i mean we've done a lot of work in the world long drive space and friends with a lot of those guys the majority almost of those guys have baseball backgrounds a lot of pro golfers have baseball backgrounds you guys hit the ball far you guys hit the ball well Baseball is a great way to, like, a great precursor to that sport. So I bet it came somewhat easy to you going up. I know there's challenges with coming from a baseball background, but maybe walk us through what that transition period was like and what you experienced going from baseball to golf. So um, at first I had kind of a baseball swing. Right. So I, I'd swing the club and then the ball goes way, 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 way right. Yeah, that's <laughs> very common for a lot of baseballers. Yep. So I had to deal with that at the start, but um, my grandpa and I, we, we started to work past that and he taught me. And, um, and then we got the swing kind of under control. We got the baseball swing out of there and we got the golf swing in. And since then, it's, it's been going pretty well. That's awesome. Uh, you talk a lot about your grandpa. How mm -hmm. instrumental has he been in your 
progression of your career? Oh, I really don't want to admit this, but he's, he's pretty crucial to my <laughs> golf game. Uh, being a visually impaired cat, uh, golfer, the caddy and your coach is, is crucial to your game yeah. because without them, visually impaired golfers could not go out and golf on their own because once I hit the ball, well, first even lining up, I can't line myself up. I, I could be lined up at the wrong hole and mm -hmm. I have no idea. So he's crucial in lining me up. And then even once I hit the ball, I've got, I can feel kind of where it goes, uh -huh. but I've got no clue that how far or, or how right or how left it is. So he's crucial in lining me up and then even just finding the ball. Uh -huh. uh, he, he's super important. To yeah, the whole maybe process. walk us through a little bit of what that looks like, because obviously, you know, the the blind golf league and, and what you play in, it's it's a little bit of a different, you know, experience and and workflow and how you're going to hit the ball. Walk us through kind of what lining up a shot, hitting a shot, kind of, you know, the course management and all of that. What does that look like? Kind of walk us through from start to finish. Yeah, like beginning off the shot on the first to hole. What are, yeah, playing a hole with Tyler Cashman. What does it look like? So it's kind of different for each visually impaired golfer because you kind of have to work it out with your caddy what works best for you and and what's going to make you do the best. But um, for a hole for me, uh, we go up to the first tee. We, we talk about how far we want to hit it. If we want to use driver or, or use a, like an iron to tee off depending on how far we want to hit it. Um, and then once we talk that out, uh, I kind of, I get the club, I, I go up, I tee the ball on the ground. He tells me, uh, aim a little left, aim a little right. And then from there I line up, he, he makes sure my ball is in the center of my club face because I can't see the ball down there. And so I have a tendency to hit it off the heel when I'm not lined up correctly. Mm -hmm. So he makes sure my ball is in the right spot off the club face. And then from there, I pretty much just swing it. And then we go and we go find it and and then we continue we repeat the process we talk through it and then we just keep going until the ball's in the hole wow that that's incredible i mean you know obviously for those that that aren't visually impaired golf is hard enough and so to hear kind of your process and all the different uh, i guess adjustments you have to make to be able to play it's it's pretty inspiring because i mean when you go out and play 70 or not 72 but uh, 18 holes what's What's kind of your average score that you shoot? Um, so I'm a nine handicap, so That's I'm usually awesome. in like the low 80s. Wow, it's um, incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was telling you this earlier, but we we got to see your swing today. We got to see what it looks like. I mean, it's 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 as pure a swing as I've seen around. <laughs> it looks incredible. It looks like you really know what you're doing. When you're focusing on the swing, you know, I know a lot of us like. I have a tendency to, you know, overthink certain things or kind of focus, you know, and just for you when you're working on your swing, you know, what does that, what are you focusing on? Is it, you know, how do you know whether you're, you're focusing on a good shot, bad shot? Is it, is it the feel of the shot? What, what kind of is kind of what you're focusing on to know, like, yeah, this one felt really good, this looked really good in kind of working on your swing and, and improving? So that's where it's kind of tough for a visually impaired golfer because obviously, um, like a, a golfer with vision can kind of see mm -hmm. what they're doing wrong a lot easier. And when an instructor is showing them what to do, it's a lot easier for a visually or a visual golfer to understand how to do what the instructor is telling them. Totally. So that's kind of the challenge with visually impaired golf is finding a way for instructors to describe what they want the golfer to do in a way that we can picture it because it's harder for us to see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But like once you get that figured out with your caddy and your coaches, 
um, and you get the system that works. After that, it's kind of just a feel thing when you swing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was curious, what are those cues that you look for? Is it like, you know, the the angle of like your elbow coming in or is it certain like hip twist or like, are there certain like uh, cues that you try and feel that you're like, I know this is going to be a good shot or I know this might be, you know. So, um, so it's not really... Like I can't, like I can feel what my body's doing, but yeah. when I make contact with the ball, I can't really feel what I'm doing wrong. If it, gotcha. uh, on a bad shot, if that makes sense, well, mm -hmm. like sometimes I can. If I like, I know, like oh, I didn't turn there. But normally, when I like after contact, I can feel. I'm like oh yeah, that's a pure yeah. shot. <laughs> or it's like oh, that's so far right. We're that's never awesome. finding that golf ball. <laughs> but. Uh, so I can kind of feel that and sometimes I can feel like I didn't turn enough there or I didn't extend enough mm -hmm. But that's another big job of the caddy and why they're so crucial because they can see um, Like sometimes like you came through close there or you set up close and that's why you pulled it there Or you mm -hmm. set up open and that's why you cut it. So that's why gotcha. another crucial part of the caddy well, talk to us a little bit about the competitive landscape that you're you're competing in you know you obviously you've Grew up, you played baseball, you got into the sport through through golf, and as you're getting in, you're playing golf. What can someone expect? You know, if I was to turn up to one of your events or kind of stuff, like what what do you want people to know about your competitions, about your league, about the people you compete with? What would you want kind of the, the lay golfer to kind of know, like, hey, this is a reason to come watch, or, or what that might look like? Hmm. I mean, to be honest, it's just a lot of fun. Um, because before I started playing in the visually impaired golf, I didn't know any other visually impaired people that played, or I just didn't really know that many visually impaired people. Okay. So getting to go and compete in these tournaments, you meet so many people. And then there's even international tournaments, and you go and you meet people from the UK, and Australia, and South Africa, and Europe, and all over the world, and it's just, it's incredible to hear what they're doing all over the world uh, compared to here and you just meet so many people and the tournaments are so cool because they bring visually impaired people together that would never have met yeah if we didn't all play this sport yeah what's that community like it's a pretty tight-knit community i would say um I i've gained so many friends through it that i stay connected to with not even at the tournaments afterwards yeah. i'm calling and texting them and I'm one of the youngest guys that competes in one of the, in the tournaments. So I've gotten to meet a lot of older guys that are going through similar things to me than me. And so they've become kind of a mentor. Mm -hmm. And it's been really cool because I've been able to ask them questions about what they've gone through. And like when I'm experiencing those things and getting the advice from them, yeah. is, it's just so helpful yeah. to me. Yeah, I'm curious, what does life look like for, for Tyler Cashman off the golf course? away from competition so i'm a college student yep. like i said at the university of richmond um so i like i went to a public high school i've always tried to be uh like like keep uh like as normal i guess as uh -huh. a life as possible yeah. to because like i can do the same things as people with vision yeah. it might just be like a little different like mm -hmm. in school my computer reads my notes to me and, oh, and wow. it can read back like what i type and all my papers are enlarged when I get them like hand out to mm -hmm. me and like oh, the teachers have been fantastic and cool so yeah it's just been great so that's that's what school kind of looks like for you 
Mm-hmm. What What about some hobbies? You got other hobbies that you're you're interested in away from the golf course? Uh, well, I am in a fraternity oh. in school. I'm in Lambda Chi Alpha. Look at that. So uh, I've met a bunch of friends through that, and they were great, um, except in me as a visually impaired person. And I've met like all my best friends through that, and awesome. that's been amazing too. That's that's awesome. That's cool, yeah. man. Well, I guess kind of to wrap it up, I guess my final question for you would just be, you know, obviously we're here at, you know, a really big golf event. We're here to kind of show, you know, you've been talking with a lot of golfers, but what what do you hope, you know, what could someone learn from the Tyler Cashman story? Oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> but, Give us the whole answer. Um, I don't, I, like, the main reason that like, I'm here and the whole United States Blind Golf Association is at this amazing event is kind of just to raise awareness to the younger generations and, and even other people that are visually impaired or have other disabilities that golf and other things are still an option for you mm. and you can still go out and do things. Like Your life isn't over just because you're visually impaired because you can still do golf and other sports like it you just might have to do it a little differently than everybody else but it's still an option and it's still out there because a lot of people don't know that the usbga is out there Mm -hmm. i I didn't know about it until i got to college and it was just randomly that we looked up visually impaired golf because before that i was just playing on the normal high school team Mm -hmm. but so we're just trying to raise awareness and show other people that this is an option and there's there's different ways you can do things that people with vision or other disabilities can do that's that's cool i think one thing i've been listening to you a lot in in this episode because i'm just like amazed at what you're able to do and and the experiences that you've had and i honestly am just curious to learn more as a listener um one thing that's kind of stood out to me listening to you is really early on you talked about we asked you about the league and what your experience has been like there and the first thing you said basically was that it's been quite the connector for you. Mm-hmm. You've met people that you wouldn't have met any other way because of golf. We're here at a massive trade show, golf focused, but the real reason everybody's here is to meet new people, connect with new people that you wouldn't meet any other way. People from other countries are here, East Coast, West Coast, all over the place. And even people in the same state or town as you that you don't even know, you meet here, right? Golf is the ultimate connector. It's how we met, it's mm-hmm. how we're here today. Um, I think it's beautiful that no matter where you are in life, what you're experiencing, how old or young, whatever it may be, wherever you're from, golf is the same for everybody, right? Yeah. Like we all have that common ground as golfers and no matter how extreme one thing or another is in our lives, we can always have that to connect us, right? Like we might have different beliefs, might have different this, might have different that, but we can all agree on on this sport and how hard it is, how fun it is, how great it feels when you hit a pure shot and you know where it's going. Um, So I think it's beautiful, all the things that you shared. One question that I do have for you though is, you're quite accomplished already in your career. You've got a long way to go as well. What's been maybe a special moment or something that stood out to you so far as your favorite so far in your golf career? Ooh. So two years ago, we had the Vision Cup, which is the visually impaired version of the Ryder Cup, where it's oh. North America versus oh, the rest cool. of the world. That's awesome. And there's been five Vision Cups, and North America lost the first four. 
Ooh. And then um, the first year I was on was two years ago down at TPC Sawgrass. And North America finally won that year. And that was the first time I was part of the team. And we had an awards dinner. And the most special moment, I think, was, oh, I might cry. Um, but when I got the trophy from our captain, Greg Hooper, and, um, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Um, oh, good. I was able to uh, hoist up the trophy with my grandpa because um, we won at such a special course, at such a special event, and my first time being there with him, and it was just incredible. And I think I'll always remember that moment because... I was crying. He was crying. We both looked like fools. <laughs> you make me cry now. <laughs> and it was just, um, it was just such a special moment for both of us, because it was, uh, it was just such a, a special experience. The the time we got to spend down there with him, and I got to meet so many people, and it was just an awesome event. Yeah. And to be part of the first time that North America had ever won that was, it was just so special. That's amazing. That's awesome. Golf is awesome, isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and please keep playing for our country. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, sounds like we need you um, on the Ryder Cup team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One other thing that I just kind of wanted to ask you is, obviously, you've experienced a lot of emotion just being part of, of the game, right? Golf brings that, like Tanner was saying, a lot of connection, a lot of memories, a lot of relationships. Uh, what is one thing or, or maybe two things that, you know, as you are continuing career, you're more than likely going to be a huge inspiration for people that are visually impaired and that aren't. I mean, sitting here now, like I'm already like, wow, I'm, I'm inspired by what you've been able to accomplish. But what is, is the one or two things that you would like to say to the younger generation that's coming and kind of following in your footsteps? Um, I mean, I think just knowing that, like not letting anything stop you and you can find a way to do anything it might be a little different than how people without disabilities do it but there is a way to push forward and and do it and just to not let anything stop you like your disability or anything just keep pushing and you'll find a way to to do almost anything that's amazing that's amazing and i mean we appreciate you coming out here and, and uh, being on the podcast uh like I said, you're an inspiration to me, and I, I'm going to be following you closely moving forward. So, so thank you for that. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you guys for no, thank having you. me. This Anytime, was amazing. Thank the you hope guys. would be we'll follow. Like, so we're going to be following along what you guys, what you're able to do, but also maybe we'll have you come back and we'll check in and you know coming up with the Vision Cup, whatever it's looking like, and we'll make sure everybody is following along, rooting, and making sure we're hoisting that trophy again yeah. because that's that's a special moment for all of us. So yeah. we appreciate that, man. That sounds thank amazing. You. Thank you guys. Thank yeah. you, Tyler. Perfect.